the throat clearing out of the way. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the long delayed next episode of The Unmade Bed. I'm Adrian, that's Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. Um, we didn't mean for it to be basically six months since we, since we did one, but... Uh, Has it been six months? It was maybe just after Christmas. Yeah, early, maybe. Early in the new year. Hmm. Yeah. Um, someone at a farewell that I was at last weekend actually said, hey, you haven't done any podcasts in a while, have you? And I was like, no, I haven't. No. So, um, not sure if this is going to be a one-off and then you won't hear from us again for another six months or whether this could mould back into something again fairly semi-regularly. Who can say? We'll see how this goes. One of the main reasons that uh, Brie asked to do a podcast tonight was she said there was plenty going on in music that needed to be discussed. Oh boy, is there. So, the floor is yours. Where do you want to start? Oh, let's let's start with Kylie Minogue. I know you've heard it. Yes, Kylie Minogue's uh, back once again reinventing herself or reinventing her music slightly. The new single is called Padam Padam. Um, I'll let you listen to it to work out what that actually means, but I would have thought it would have been badum badum because that's normally what, if you ask someone to say what sound does the heart make, it's normally badum badum, not padum padum. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually, don't, I have no idea where that came from in terms of the, I guess the the padum padum being the mm. the the stylistically uh, heartbeat. But mm. anyway, Kylie's new song, Certified Banger. Mm, absolutely. It's um, although it 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 does bother me slightly that it's come in and it hasn't. I don't think it's been out for the entire week, so mm. I'll give it a little bit of. A, but it's come in at number two on the Australian singles charts. Behind what? Behind Riptide. What as in Vance Joy's? As in Vance Joy's Riptide that's been out for God knows how many years. What's Riptide doing? It's and it's very symbolic of the uh, the issues with Australian music right now is that the Australian singles chart is full of songs that have been around for many many years. But something must have happened for Riptide to suddenly be number one. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, you might look at the charts and find out that it's actually been kind of hovering around for for quite some time. But yeah, but there must be must be being used in a. But, I mean, promo a, campaign or something possibly somewhere. because honestly the the number one or the the number one song for Australian singles has been kind of down to the Kid Leroy for quite some time which yeah. okay. kind of makes more sense. Mm. So um, anyway, All right. So we so Kylie debuted at number two on that chart, and we can gather from that that Kylie fans are filthy on the fact that she debuted at number two. Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense that she's kind of become become number two against a song that's been, you know, t- almost a decade eight, old. Eight years old? Maybe? Yeah, nearly, nine years yeah, old. eight, nine, nearly a decade. Mm. But, you know, mm. it, it wasn't launched right at the start of the, I guess, the counting week of, mm. of singles, so we'll give it a... It's already wrapped up over two million views, the video on uh, YouTube. So Yep, and um, they, they seem to be making an attempt at the US market again because she appeared on American the American Idol finale For some um, on last Sunday. And she, so she sang, the. I, I watched the video of what she did. I watched it too. And she started off singing Padam Padam, mm-hmm. and then she broke into Can't Get You Out of My Head, which is her biggest hit That's right, in the US, and she, she she sang that with one of the 
American Idol well, not the grand finalist finalists, for one of the American Idol contestants. One of the top ten. Which they bring back yeah. during the, the, the finale. Mm. So mm. Um, they obviously think that Padum Padum might have some legs in the US. Mm. But whether they're chasing mainstream chart success or club chart success, who can say? You'd well, you'd have to think that they're probably mostly you. you there's, there's, I can't, I cannot. As much as I love Kylie, I cannot see how she could be a mainstream chart success in the US. But a club mm. chart success, yes, with the kind of music that she releases. Mm. I think on the American charts now, unless you're a hat-wearing person and you're, you're well and truly country... Or even if you look at the American Idol finale itself, the, yeah. the, the last three contestants, two were uh, country artists, one female, one male, mm-hmm. you know, hat-wearing mm-hmm. kind of dude. And the, the guy who won was Hawaiian and had a very sort of sad backstory. Yeah. So it's... You know, for the past three or four American Idol winners have all been country. It's basically become country idol. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the top two of the top five in Australia at the moment are like country songs. Yeah. Country music is very much starting to infiltrate Australian charts too. So unless you wear a hat or you're a rap hip hop artist and your song is by yourself featuring about three other people and name-dropping somebody else, then you're probably not going to get a look in on the charts. I look forward to the rap-slash-country crossover artists who will just burn up the charts at some point. Well, we had that. We had Old Town Road. Well, yeah. Mm. <laughs> right, so we've discussed... Speaking of country artists... Okay, this is not going to be a Billy Ray Cyrus. This is not going to be a Billy Ray... But um, I guess the other artist that I'm very um, excited about at the moment is uh, Dolly Parton. Uh, because she's about to die, or No, what? because she's about to release a rock album. Right. It's taken her this long? It's taken her this long. Uh-huh. Um, but... Her latest single called "World on Fire." Uh-huh. She performed at the um, the AMA um, right. awards recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I can if I give me two seconds here. I'm just gonna. Uh, you can't play anything because I'm not going to play anything. We'll get our asses copyrighted. We will get banned. Um, so it, when you say it's a rock song, is it sort of like you know, there's Nickelback rock, and then there's it's, look, it's a little, you, you kind of need to listen to it, but the thing is that it's Dolly Parton, okay, think of the context of American politics, right? Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. she's she's very much on the Christian mm-hmm. uh, kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call that. But she's always stayed fairly but apolitical. She's stayed fairly apolitical. Mm-hmm. She's a lot more left than your typical Christian. Mm-hmm. And if I can read out some of the lyrics of her of this of her single "World on Fire," which I don't think will get us copyrighted. No. So go for it. I don't know what to think about us. When did we lose in God we trust? Mm-hmm. God Almighty, what we're going to do if God ain't listening and we're deaf too? Liar, liar! The world's on fire. What you gonna do when it all burns down? Fire, fire, burning higher. Still got time to turn it all around. 
What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, like yeah. a stranger on the bus trying to... Okay. Yeah, it's... So was it written by the people that wrote One of Us? Who were two guys called the Bazillion well, Brothers who... Uh, the lyrics were actually by Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. She, okay. She's actually the, the only credited lyricist on, on the song. Anyway, to finish what I was saying, the uh, Bazillion people, not Brazilian, um, Eric Bazillion's the name of the guy that wrote One of Us for Joan Osborne. He was in the 80s band The Hooters, who had two hit songs, and we dance in all you zombies. Mm. Sorry, I just had to get that out. <laughs> right. But. That looks like a lot of lyrics. It's it's a lot of lyrics, and it's a lot of it's a lot of it's it's very political for Dolly. She's always been very a lot more apolitical. Mm-hmm. But when COVID came around, she donated a lot of money to Moderna to in terms of developing their vaccine. Mm-hmm. She's been extremely pro-vaccine through through the whole mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's I mean Dolly's always been a gay icon. You can't even try and skirt around that. Mm. Um. And I guess as as American politics tends to lurch more towards the right, she's coming out and and being a lot more lurching to the left. Well, I'm not sure that politics is necessarily lurching to the right, but those on the right are lurching to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably a fair call. Yeah. Um, but the, I guess the point is that Dolly is, you know, really trying to... Mm to get her voice heard mm-hmm. and a lot of people are willing to listen to it mm. um so has it charted yet i haven't actually looked to be to be honest i don't right. know the, the world of american music charts is well even on the itunes downloads or yeah, something like that yeah, spotify yeah. streams I have to say i watched her she when she performed at the the country music awards Mm-hmm. The, the the crowd was a little bit a little bit uh, still at yeah. the time, and they some of them kind of got in it towards the end, mm. but a lot of them were like, oh, "What's what's what's going on here? When, yeah. You know, why isn't she pro Trump? And what's what's happening?" Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, it's a it's it's a great song, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 really looking forward to hearing the whole. Album. It doesn't release until November. Oh, okay. She's got quite a few collaborations, from what I can understand. So, mm-hmm. um, keep keep an eye out for for, for Dolly. She's um, she's an icon, and mm-hmm. um, she's really she's really seems to be willing to put herself out there to mm-hmm. to uh, um, try and get her uh, her political beliefs heard. Hmm. Well, she certainly got the platform to do it so yes uh, mm. absolutely she's you know right she's dolly parton mm. you can't ignore her dolly speaks people listen yes mm. is there anything else in music that needs to be covered off no oh, the other okay so uh number three of probably five okay <laughs> four or five this is a music episode this is definitely a music episode um uh to to go from country music to metal music as you do as as you do, um, metalcore. If you, if you're not familiar with metalcore, it's a, a cross between uh, metal and hardcore. Yes. And if you're not familiar with hardcore, hardcore is a, uh, a genre of punk music mm-hmm. that was popularised mostly by Black Flag to begin with, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, hardcore punk music. Yeah. So it takes a lot of explaining. Mm, clearly. 
Um, but um, a very, very, very good Australian band recently re- released their new album. Um, the band is the Amity Affliction. Yes, I've heard of them. Yes, hopefully most a lot of people have actually at least part heard of them in passing, and they released their new album um, a week ago or so, and it is very, very good. Okay. So. Is there something about it that makes it different to their other albums, or is it a case of this is just an album with a lot of good tunes on it's it? It's a good album with a lot of good tunes on it that is very uh, a good representation of its genre. Okay. And it's um, been noted by a lot of people that the I guess the that uh, the metalcore genre is very well represented in Australia by by a few different bands. So such as, well, such as the Amity Affliction. But yes. Mm. Any others? Yes. <laughs> she would name them normally, but she's about four <laughs> wines in, so I'll give her a pass. Give me a pass on that, but yes, it's uh, yeah. uh, Parkway Drive, sorry, would be Parkway uh, would Drive, probably be yeah. the other one that yeah. is the major yeah. that other people from other countries would know. Would know. Yeah, okay. Um, Not sure how many people from other countries are listening to this, but hey. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but... Right, so that's number three. What's number four? Or you didn't actually have five things. You just no. Kylie. Um... So you've done Kylie, as I said, four wines in. You've done <laughs> Kylie. You've done Dolly. You've yes, done, I've Am- done. You've done Amity Affliction. Affliction. She's gonna. We can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> just while she's just while she's doing that, I, I always find it interesting. Um, there is one more that I could swear I wanted to talk about, but I can't quite remember right now. Anyway, what I find interesting is that, um, once again, uh, Dark Mofo is coming up in, in Hobart. Absolutely, yes. It's only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was going to say a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks away. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think, once again, despite there being, I mean, you know, the, obviously the theme of, of, of Dark Mofo and... You know the type of musical acts that they're trying to uh, bring across to uh, participate, and yet once again it appears as though none of them are particularly ringing your bell. Well, it sounds like none of them are ringing my bell. It's well, there's there's no dark mofo brings in some, I guess, more outliers than eclectic music and more eclectic music, mm. and it's something that I would probably appreciate but maybe not pay a hundred dollars for a ticket for if you kind of get what i'm is that what they're charging most of them yeah it's fuck off kind of around a hundred bucks for it for a a ticket so Uh it's like yes i would be interested but i'm you're not going to pay a hundred bucks to go have a look at a band that you may or may not like have that kind of disposable income to 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 see a to go and see a band that I kind of like mm-hmm. where you know so you know I'm going to go I've got a ticket to go and see Skin in November in Sydney mm-hmm. and that was $120 now that's a band that I like mm. I'm happy to pay $120 towards mm. so mm. plus mind you flights as well yeah um, because you know they're not going to come to Hobart mm. because most don't. Mm. Yeah, because we don't have a stadium, but that's a whole different kettle of fish. Well, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't play in a stadium anyway. No. It's just, you know, most bands are not going to bother coming to, to Hobart because it costs too much. Mm. Anywho. Anywho. 
point is <laughs> that yes, <clears throat> Dark Mofo has got a lot of the kind of music that I like, mm-hmm. but I just don't quite have the kind at this point in time have the kind of disposable income to to go and buy tickets to mm. to various acts that mm. are kind of interesting, but not mm. necessarily the kind of music that I would, that I listen to on a daily basis. Mm. And uh, one of the big uh, features of Dark Mofo is always the uh, the Winter Feast, and um, uh, it's a twenty dollar uh, for most nights. It's a twenty dollar per head cover charge this year, just to get in. Yes, we were talking about whether we were going to go or not just the other day, and as Bree said, twenty bucks just to get in the door is before you even start buying food. Is it's it's I don't want to say it's over the top, but compared to what's the per what's the per head entry charge for Taste of Summer? Ten, ten bucks, ten bucks maybe. Mm. And I've actually I didn't bother going to that island no. because you know I don't want to pay ten bucks and then fifteen dollars for a plate of food that I could otherwise get. Mm. during the year mm. i guess maybe that's because you know because we're here and mm-hmm. because we're tasmanians yeah, that, that it's a little bit different but um i you know i understand where the the, the cover charge comes from because a lot of people are coming from interstate mm. and because a lot of people would spend the cover charge because they're going there's sort of entertainment and mm. things that go on during the night mm-hmm. if you're going to go and you're going to sit there and you're going to spend three or four hours there Mm. to experience the, the entertainment and get some food and mm-hmm. have a place to sit for the night and s- mm. sit by the fire and all that sort of thing. The mm. $20 is worth it. Mm. But if you're a local who's just wants to go in and get a couple of plates of food and then fuck off, mm-hmm. $20 is too much. Yeah. You know. That's yeah. just it's, over the it's top. just the way it is. It's yeah. it's not, you know, a blight mm. on the organizers of Dark mm. Mofo. They Obviously, they're organising more for people who are coming from out yeah. of town. Mm. And I guess also, especially if you're a local, you're always running the risk with the weather in June because if it's a really wet, crappy, shitty night when you want to go and there's no parking nearby, which there won't be, obviously, yeah, then you're going to be pretty wet and crapped before you even get there Yeah, get in the door. That's true, yeah. yeah. Right. So, Have you found number four yet? I have found number four. Cool. Is it Christian music? <laughs> I did find number four. What was number four? Eric Clapton, Queen. No. In excess. Five seconds of summer. No, definitely not five seconds of summer. Uh huh. Because I've been talking now, and now I've, forgot- <laughs> now I've forgotten again. Like I say, four <laughs> wines in. <laughs> Uh, so was it a was it a well, let's try and work this through a process of elimination was it a metal act was it a pop act was it a rock act <coughs> was it baroque music she's playing something that I hope can't be picked up on the mic too much so we get a copyright <coughs> ban no um Taylor Swift no uh, Vance Joy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've legitimately forgotten. I went and got it again, and I've now completely forgotten what it was. All right, you want me to step you through our, uh, th- our throwback chart while you just sort yeah, of... let's go through the throwback chart. And okay, come back to it. So I originally went decided to go back 
30 years to 1994, but the songs that were top 10 this week in 1994 were shit, so oh. uh, d- not worth it. So I went back a year to 1993. 1993, well, that's 1993, okay. 1993. So. That might be better. Okay, so the number 10 song this week back in 1993, uh, on its way out of the charts at the time, but only gradually, Peter Andre's Gimme Little Sign. Gimme some kind of sign, girl. Four oh, one Z. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> number nine, completely jumping genres. No limit to unlimited. Yeah. To unlimited, remember them? No, 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 there's no there. Yeah. Okay. That's not helping you find what you wanted to talk about. No. Uh, number eight, down from five, Michael Jackson, Give In To Me. Not his worst song. Um, Slash was the guitarist on that too. Was it? Yeah, he was. Hmm. Because at the time when it was a top ten hit, like Rage would always caption it. Uh, featuring Slash. Featuring Slash. Oh, okay. Mm. You must have known that. Anyway, number seven, Southern Sons. Remember them? You yes. were there. One of their, one of their ballads that wasn't Heart in Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you may gradually remember it. Uh, number six, on its way to eventually be number one, was Snow's Informer. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's where we are. Uh, number... Is that sw- Swedish or Finnish? No, or... he was Canadian, Ca- Snow. Okay, Canadian. Oh. Canadian. Right. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Five, four, six, five. Number five had already been number one for four weeks. Ugly Kid Joe, Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, okay, yeah. One of those songs that I think the cover version is better than the original. Well, um, it's totally well more known, but not that not that there's anything wrong with the original by Cat Stevens. But oh, sorry, not Cat Stevens, Harry Chapin. Hmm. Glad I corrected myself because there's a few friends out there that would be listening to this who are in radio that would have immediately pulled out their speakers and said, "You got that wrong. I don't know." Yeah. Harry Chapin, Cats in the Cradle. Yes. Yeah. Number four, on its way up, it would eventually finish at number three, Spin Doctors, Two Princes. Yeah. 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 The better we, the the sooner we forget that song, the better. All right, we'll move on to number three. This will be more up your alley. Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Look, it's a good song, but. Not his best, but. Played to death. Yes. Uh, Number two, it was knocked off top spot. This week, back in 1993, Faith No More, easy. Yeah. Well, we're dealing with covers where the cover was better than the original, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... And the number one song for its first week was Janet Jackson, and that's the way love goes. Yeah. Mm. Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire. That's the way, that's the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the number one song. This... It's a great song, i gotta, yeah. I got to say, yeah. This week, 30 years ago, in 1993. Mm. Mm. So when I said 1994 was 30 years ago, I was wrong. It's actually... you correct, yes. 1993 yes. was actually 30 years ago. Yeah, so I've corrected myself. Yeah. Found that song yet or found that found what you wanted to talk about? Yes. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Go for it. Okay. The artist is called Ghost. Ghost. Yes. Ooh. And um, the controversy comes from the fact that if you look up... Ghosts, and you look at a picture of them, 
Okay, it's not going it's to be... It's a Swedish band, right? It's not going to be Demi Moore and... Um, no, no. What's his face pottering? Yes, no, yep. they're not, they're not uh, making vases on a bloody, mm. you know, pottery wheel. Nude ghost sex! <laughs> Um, yeah. The the the, uh, the band is called Ghost. They're right? Swedish. They're Swedish. So automatically good pedigree being Swedish music. Yes, yes, that's that's true. But if you look at if you look up their picture, mm-hmm. okay, so they're they're into wearing masks and costumes Ooh. and that kind of thing. So right. this is kind of very much a I guess a a metal sort of. When you say masks, as in sort of scary clown masks or sort of. Masquerade party, um, covering the face, kind of. Yeah, more sort of eyes wide shut, um, kind of. Yes, yes, right. More, more like that, right? Mm. And and hats and and sort of they they look like they're a death metal, black metal right. sort of band with the the white sort of makeup with black eyes mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you turn their music on right and the music is very rock slash pop mm-hmm. sort of sort of thing and it's it you know if any, anyone in the uh, the metal scene it, it throws them right off right because they look like they should be some sort of hardcore metal band mm-hmm. but they're not okay but they are sort them. They're more, you know. They're, they're not going to be ever be played on mainstream radio. That's, Clearly, that's not that kind of pop music. Right. It's that sort of in betweeny sort of thing. Right. But they have amassed quite a large following. Mm. Anyway, this week they released a new EP, which consists of cover songs. Oh. Um, and one of the cover songs is an Iron Maiden song, Phantom of the Opera. Right. And to to be fair, I'm not a big Ghost fan, but to be fair, the, the song, the cover song is quite good. Mm-hmm. And there's a few other covers, and but the other extreme is a cover of Tina Turner's We Don't Need Another Hero. Oh. Well, that was timely. Yeah, which was, yeah, turns out to be very timely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously not planned. No. And, and it, you know, it was obviously done quite some time ago before mm-hmm. it was released. But, mm. um, yes, it's, um, and me being, look, um, I guess you'd say I'm a bit of a music snob. Uh-huh. Um, and I've always been a bit sort of, ooh, no, I don't like ghosts. They're a bit, they're trying to make out that there's something that they're not uh-huh. and I'm not the only one who probably feels that way uh-huh. anyway to cut a long story short thank you their cover of Tina Turner's We Don't Need Another Hero is worth listening to right so as Molly Meldrum used to say do yourself a favour and just give it a listen have a look on YouTube for Ghost, Ghost. We Don't Need Another Hero We Don't hero. Need Another Hero mm. there's not a proper video but there's like a you know one of those Visualizing yeah, right. things that the bands YouTube do now, does, yeah. that YouTube does now, yeah, and that'll give you an idea of the band and the song. And mm-hmm. have a listen, okay. Have a listen. Do yourself a favor. Yes. Right. And that's probably about it. That's probably boring people quite enough for right yeah, now. Yeah, they're probably just about all switched off anyway. But what the hell? Yeah, mm. I'm sure someone appreciated it. 
Right, well, as I said at this top of the show, not sure if this is going to be a one-off or depending on how the Sydney Swans go on Friday nights, this may become more regular again. Um, that's it for this episode of The Unmade Bed. It's good night from me, so good night, Bree. Good night, Bree. And we'll catch you again whenever, wherever, as Shakira used to say. Yeah.